right. Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 209, coming hot off the trail of the uh, the Mass Effect 1 discussion. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. Go visit us on Twitter at PS This Is Awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at Anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at JakeSaw01. And as always, you can write us. Write us at PS This Is Awesome at gmail.com. You know, electronic mail. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends and make sure to leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. As a reminder, this is a video game podcast, and it's a video podcast as well, and you can watch the show if you prefer over at our YouTube channel, so be sure to subscribe to that over there. And for new and or long-time listeners, we now have a Patreon page where you can support our show at a $1 level. It's called the One and Only $1 Club. So head over to www.patreon.com slash awesome, and you can become a $1 patron and get a free die-cut vinyl sticker. And a shout out on our show. Jake, how are you doing? We are doing double duty today. We just got done recording the Mass Effect 1 discussion, which we decided will be technically episode 208. So we've kind of done a little leapfrogging, and now we're already into 209 of the podcast, making good progress. How are you doing? Uh, Okay. I don't feel very well. I... Had some mac and cheese for lunch, and it's not doing me good. Mm. It's it's doing me dirty, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not able to eat that kind of crap like I used to be able to. But sometimes it's just so good to just eat shitty mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand. I'm doing all right. I had some food. I cooked a uh, a meal for Chelsea and I, and then uh, you know that's about it. I had time to do that, prepare some show notes, and I got the Mass Effect episode uploaded to all of the servers and interwebs and the internets and the YouTubes. It's still going up on YouTube right now. But by the time listeners hear this, it'll be on there. So go listen to it if you want to hear it. So that out of the way, man, let's just talk to let's just talk about our games that we've been digging into. I I put a video, speaking of YouTube, put a video up. I just beat the third boss in Death's Door. And the third boss is Betty, and Betty is almost like an abominable snowman character who gave me a run for my money and had me, like, upset. Like, I played it one night, and I couldn't beat Betty, and then I put the game in rest, went to bed, woke up the next day, and played it for another half hour and eventually beat her and defeated the boss. So I uploaded my victory run against Betty. And then I somehow am fighting this other night guy, and it's going to unlock some sort of special power if I beat him. And I had to put it in rest mode because I couldn't couldn't beat him. I got really close a few times, but I couldn't do it. So Death's Door just continues to get harder, and uh, I thought I had it figured out, and I thought I was getting good at it, and now I'm not doing very well. And then this morning, our listener, LJ, and friend of mine, we started playing A Way Out, which is Hazelight's game that they put out before It Takes Two about the jailbreak guys and uh we finished that this morning and i gotta say i was impressed it's a good game it's definitely a good game it's it's kind of like like i said before you're still playing it kind of feels like you're playing a movie there was definitely a little more action and video game vibe to it towards the end and uh 
very obvious nods to, I would say, Uncharted, Scarface, uh, different different things. Maybe even The Shining a little bit. So they they some very obvious nods to these things that I think the Joseph Fares, uh, the creative lead in that whole thing, um, probably did on purpose. So and and he does the voice acting for the one guy, and he might do the other guy too. But you know I I don't mind it. I, I don't hate it at all. I like I like a way out. It was good. It was a good time. Fun to do. Hmm. So that out of the way. Kind of looking forward to you know Horizon and the Uncharted movie coming out on the 18th. So that's kind of what I'm gonna be doing this week. I think what is it the 11th now? So in a week from today, Uncharted the movie and Horizon Forbidden West will be released on the same day, which is weird. No, I mean they're different markets, but yeah. Yeah, it's a little strange. But what do you, what do you you playing anything? Still outriding it? Yeah, I'm still playing Outriders. I I've got to be closing in on the end. There's like a map, so when you there's there's like the map where you're at mm. currently, and then there's a map that's like when you get into there's like a truck where you travel from area to area, yeah. and when you're in the truck, there's like a larger map that's like a world map of all the areas. <laughs> Excuse me, yeah. and it's like in this line because you're like traveling on this mission trying to find something mm-hmm. and I'm like all the way at the far end of because it's like it like is traveling you're like traveling east from west to east and then like the fog of war kind of lifts as you're traveling yeah and where I'm at is like basically all the way to the right side of the map so I am looking at like the story there's like a story kind of storyboard where it's like what part of the story are you on and then there's like like everything you haven't done is like grayed out or whatever so I think I'm, I'm really close to the end of the game um, still really enjoying it uh, still have the same complaints I had before like you know dumb shit like uh Sometimes the side quests, especially, it like doesn't tell you where you need to go, mm-hmm. or like the marker on the map is not correct. But other than that, um, I'm struggling a little bit with like the world tier system. I think part of it is that I'm so used to Diablo, the way Diablo works, that like Outriders is cool, but it doesn't it doesn't give you that like loot reward as well as a Diablo does. So in Diablo, I'm able to just fucking, uh, like Diablo three, for example, I can just run a train on the game Mm. and get start and like, start just like getting legendaries left and right and building a character. That's really unique and interesting. Whereas in Outriders, the only way to get legendaries is to try and get your world tier as high as possible so that the legendary drop rate is high. The problem is that it also like severely increases the difficulty. Mm-hmm. So I got to a difficulty tier where I just I'm in this weird zone where I don't have good enough items to be able to succeed in the world tier. But I'm not, I'm like the world tier is low enough that I'm not at a reasonable rate finding items to supplement to make me better to be able to succeed. So 
Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to be like, fuck it, whatever. I don't even care what items I have. And I'm just going to focus on just getting through the rest of the game. Just get through the story and, then, and beat it. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe, maybe once I beat it, if I decide to keep playing, I can, um, cause there's going to be a bunch of like hunts and like, uh, there's like most wanted missions kind of where you like hunt specific bad guys and mm-hmm. things like that. And I can go back and do those because I'm not doing those. I'm doing like each area has like the main quest and then it has like one or two side quests. And I'm doing all of that, but I'm not doing any of like the creature hunts or the the most wanted like characters. Sure. So and there, there's also like a historical thing where you can like find um historical items that then you put into like a museum of items that came from earth, which is really interesting. That is kind of cool. So I'd like to, I'd like to go back and do that if I have time, but I'm just trying to get through it before horizon comes out. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's the thing with death's door. I figured it would be a one and done pretty quick game, but cause I read everywhere. It was like 11 hours, 12 hours. I say, like, I'll blow through this, but the game's surprisingly hard and there's no difficulty meter on Death's Door. But speaking of difficulty meters, Jacob, first point of news today is that Sifu, the the fighting game, is getting an update to allow a difficulty option. Apparently, level two is kicking a ton of people's asses, uh, according to the metrics on the game. They're tracking it. Level two is like really handing it to people. But the game's also getting some accessibility updates and options. So that's kind of nice. So I don't know. I don't know if I love it. I don't know if I love it. I'd rather they just. I'd rather they just balance <laughs> like their update just balance the game better, so people aren't struggling so bad on a second level. Mm. Instead, they're like it's. I mean, I don't know what the difficulty yeah. levels are, but it sounds like they're almost putting in like an easy mode. Yeah, which to me seems like it kind of defeats the purpose of the game. Yeah, sure, but maybe a little bit. I know. I understand. You know them also wanting to give people the ability to enjoy the game and not struggle. Yeah, you don't want your player base to just quit playing it because they can't get past the second level. But they're, you know, they're every review that I've seen about the game is like this game is really hard, but it's fucking awesome. And when you figure it out, and so it yeah, and so like you know like uh Miyazaki never put an easy mode in Dark Souls. Right, true. It was just like, fucking get good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that game is like a multi-million seller. Like, all of them are. They're super popular. So, I don't know. The, this move is one of those things where it's like, is it just a marketing move? Like, they're just doing it so they can sell more copies? Or are they doing it because they think that it really serves the game? Mm-hmm. That's kind of my question about it. If if they're like, oh yeah, the the game is still or it could be a twofer, well. right? It might be able to do both. Like maybe it serves the game a little better, and it it works for marketing. Maybe they're just like, yeah, maybe this wasn't. No. you know, sure. I mean, that might be that might be true. Um, it's hard, to but say. I I'm just I'm just curious because to me, uh, to me, it seems like if it was something they thought should be in the game, like that's one of the things that should be in from day one. Yeah. I wonder if they had but, a discussion about this. Like, I'm sure they did. Like, we should put difficulty option. It was already programs, already ready to rock and roll. They're just like, nah, let's just leave it out and see how it's received. And well, if people are complaining, let's it, just update it. 
You know, it could have been. It could also be that, because I think Sony published this game, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. So, um, so I'm wondering if, like, uh, let's see, platforms, publishers, so Slow Clap? Yeah, it is Slow Clap. Developed and published it, but it's... But it's exclusive to PS4, PS5, and Windows. So um, maybe Sony just has some marketing rights on it or whatever. But I almost wonder if it was like, hey, let's make it this way. And then there was almost some kind of an agreement that was like, Mm -hmm. if we get some blowback, we have this accessibility mode on on the back burner, we can just shoot one. We got it locked and loaded. We can, yeah. You know what I mean? So like, let's try it. And then if we don't like it, we'll put it in or whatever. Yeah. Um, I would like to play the so, game, but yeah. I, I don't know. I also don't know that the the genre of Sifu and, like, the setting of Sifu would typically appeal to a lot of those people that love the Souls games. This is – graphically, it's way more cartoony. It's it's more of a beat-em-up. There's less relics. or like I think there are weapons and stuff, but – I don't know that they're going to capture that same audience, though. I think it's a little too different based on what I've seen for everyone to be like, oh, you like Souls games? And come on over and play Sifu because it seems like it's a little big of a jump. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's no – my understanding is is that there's there's not like – you're not getting gear and shit like that. You know, you're, you're leveling up your character and stuff, but you're – you're mainly just learning the skills and yeah. learning the reaction times and everything. And so it could just be that, you know, in this instance, it makes more sense because you can't do enough in the game to be able to make your character stronger. Like in Dark Souls, yeah, you got to learn the enemy's patterns and stuff. But if you just play it long enough, you can get a good enough gear and get a high it. enough level to, like, get better. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just have to be willing to do that. So in. so it's it's interesting. I mean, I'm not... I'm not opposed to it, but I would I'd be curious to know like what the thought behind doing this was. Yeah. Like what the philosophy was. Yeah, maybe it was a little too knee jerk reaction, a little too soon. But we'll see. I'm sure we'll hear something else about it. I'm sure the fans will have a voice when this thing comes out and they have an opinion about it. But hey, speaking of games getting modified, there's a horror game coming out. And I remember seeing something about it, but it's called Martha is Dead. And the developer Wired Productions announced recently that they were kind of disappointed, but Sony is requiring Wired Productions to modify the game experience on Sony consoles, meaning that they're going to have to edit some scenes in the game because they're too too graphic, apparently. So it looks like a lot of speculation that it's a scene that's getting toned down for Sony Sony consoles, and it's it's being speculated that that it has something to do with cutting off a corpse's face and wearing it. And I will say that the game has the Wired Productions have, have come out and they said, "Listen, this game is really recommended for adult audiences only." Yada yada yada. But the interesting thing is, is on Microsoft and other platforms, they're not being required to hmm. tone it down. So this is kind of a weird thing because usually I know Sony kind of for a while was 
were being a little protective about the, you know, the sexual stuff with like the anime and, and I think as far as that coming into games, right? Some of that, I forget what the word is for that stuff, but um, they were trying to not have that on their systems from what I understand, like those games. And, mm. you know, they have a right to make whatever decisions they want, but at what point does the line get drawn? Like, because my thought process is Leatherface, classic horror character, wears other people's faces and chases people with chainsaws, and he is in Dead by Daylight as an additional character. So if this is the scene in question, it seems a little hypocritical to allow a character like Leatherface in a game but then not to allow a developer to have a scene where you cut a corpse's face off and wear it. I don't know. But there's there's a there's a distinct difference between implying something and actually not only showing it but allowing the character to perform the action themselves. I don't disagree so, with you. And and I to be completely clear, I don't think anything should be edited that's put on PlayStation's platform. Yeah, I don't like but, it. If like I don't think that they should, I think they should let anything they want. Like I feel like I'm of two minds of this because I don't like that Sony is sort of gatekeeping some of the nastier part, like stuff. You know what I mean? But like maybe, maybe instead of making it so you can't get it on PlayStation. Maybe have like an extra layer of authentication maybe that you need to buy it. Like if the game is like, uh, you know, rated adult or whatever. What's that level above mature? It's like rated AU or whatever. Yeah, I don't know is. what it is. Because um, I don't Yeah, maybe like if you, have, if you have a game like that, maybe, you know, it requires... I don't know, some kind of like fucking driver's license or something. I, I have no idea. Mm. Or maybe you have to have like a valid freaking PSN account. And then it's like, but, but at the same time, it's like if you're a child and your parents aren't regulating what you're doing and you go on there and you buy a fucking game and then you watch a kid, you know, and then, and then as a child, you're playing this game where you cut someone's face off and then, you know, you have nightmares the rest of your childhood then, like, I mean, is that Sony's fault? I don't think so. Mm. But I could see them, maybe from a legal perspective, wanting to avoid any kind of because they're the big dog right now. They're they're everybody's on PlayStation. Yeah. So now, to be fair, you know, Xbox is catching up with the newest platforms. But like, if the government were to decide, hey this type of shit needs extra regulation and were to come after the games industry like they did in the 90s when the ESRB was Mortal created. Mortal Kombat, dude, started a yeah, whole load of shit. Like, so, like, if the government decides to get involved again, Sony can, you know, wipe their hands and say, like, hey, look, we're not allowing this on our platform. So we'll let the game on, but we're saying, you know, you can't have this type of stuff on there. So... But at the same time, it's like I haven't seen this scene. I'd be curious to see what it actually I don't even looks know like. If it's out. It must be out, right? I got this off. Well, of I don't know if it's out or not. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'll pull the article up real quick and just see real quick what exactly the news point said. This was on Push Square, unedited on Xbox, censored on PS Five. 
Um, apparently, they reached out. This is straight from their website. It says, we've reached out to the organization to try to get clarification of what has actually been changed and why. And we'll update if and when we receive a response. Some fans hypothesize that the modifications may relate to a scene in which you're required to surgically remove a corpse's face, which you then proceed to wear as a mask. Um, mm. And then they make the comparisons of, and you know, that compared to anything de- depicted in Mortal Kombat 11 or even The Last of Us Part 2, which can get really sadistic and gross at times. Um, but we don't know exactly what's being modified or what. So it could be something really on the stupid. It depends on the tone, too, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, in Mortal Kombat, yeah, fucking... You know, Scorpion is ripping out Sonya's spine, and but like, it's fucking campy. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like a joke. Whereas, like, in this, if it's like a serious game, hyper realistic, everything is super serious. It, it there's like a gray area there with that that yeah. I that I can understand, but at the same time, like, I don't think like you can't. You can't be like, oh, you can do it, and you can't, and you can do it, and you can't, well, because is- eventually, well, I was just going to say, eventually what's going to happen is that somebody's going to press them on this, and then they're just going to be like, okay, well, nobody can do it now. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, then you're censoring it even more, and then it's like, it's like, look, in my opinion, it doesn't matter to me because I'm probably not ever going to play this game, right? Mm. But, you know, I don't want them to censor stuff on PlayStation but at the same time, you like they're not going to have something like this on Nintendo. Nintendo Switch would ne- they would never allow something like this on their platform. So it could be just part of the Japanese sensibility as well. And the other thing is like if you're really interested in playing something this fucking nasty, then dude, just get a PC. You can play like all kinds of that is true. fucking crazy murder games and porn games and all kinds of shit you want. Do whatever you want. Doesn't matter. But, like, you have to respect that, like, Sony is the platform holder. It's their storefront. They are responsible for the games that they sell Mm. on there. So if there's anything that could go wrong, it's on them. If some, like, somebody could sue Sony because their kid bought this game from their store. PTSD from playing it or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, while I don't agree with it and I don't think that they should be censoring it, at the same time, I kind of almost understand where they're coming from. If this is the scene in question, right? What if it's just like they just like, no, you can't have, you can't, in this one scene, there's an Xbox and we don't want that in there. You got to modify it. You know, what if it's <laughs> that, actually, silly that, like would that? Be, that would be fucking hilarious. It would be hilarious. But so, so the other thing that's interesting though, so the game is, this game is being released digitally on the 24th of February. However, this is pushing back the physical retail version of the game. So what's interesting is, are they going to have to remake the physical version? Because if you're not connected to the internet, you're going to have the scene on the PS... So that would be a very well sought after copy of a game for PS5 or PS4 or whatever, if you can find that copy in the, in the storehouse somewhere. Because I am guarantee they've been made. And if they're pushing... To me, I don't know. It's really bizarre because I don't feel like... I mean, obviously, you're beholden to Sony at some point Mm -hmm. when you're making the game for their platform. But to me, it's almost like you approved this game. You certified this game. And I started printing discs. And now you're telling me that I can't release these physical versions. Mm. 
I'd be fucking pissed. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm be, trying I'm to get Sony be- to pay for right. all that stuff. And I'm reading between the lines, right? Because it says that yeah. that the physical version has been delayed, although the digital version will still be available on the PS Store from the February, February 24th. So, I would... It says, uh, Wire Productions anticipates the retail release to be available within weeks of its originally intended release date. So it's not like there's going to be a huge postponement if you prefer to uh, own your game on Blu-ray. But that almost makes me see... Like, I know the way the production works, and I understand that, like, if you're going to get these things in stores, it's it's already February 12th. We're talking 12 days from the intended release. They don't have these things already made. And if they're pushing it back a few more weeks, then... My guess is these original copies are going to get burnt. They're going to get thrown out or something's going to happen with them. Well, we also – do we know like when they were actually ordered to do this? No, I'm not sure. You know what I mean? I'm like because sure. it could be that they were ordered to do this like a month ago and it just now – And they just now the confirmed it on You know their, what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean – that's something to think about, too. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. Well, I'm sure we will hear more about that in the future. So let's move forward a little bit. And this isn't super important news, but it is worth mentioning. Welcome to the PS This Is Awesome Patreon page. For those of you that don't know, my name is Fred Oakman. And I'm Jake Peters. And we're a PlayStation podcast currently in our 10th year. Our first episode aired in July of 2012, where we discussed and speculated on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular, PlayStation. The audio podcast is available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita, through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you the opportunity to help support our show. And as a test bed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. So whether you're new to the show or you're a frequent flyer, we are forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation, Podcasting, and Patreon, P.S. This is Awesome. So I mentioned earlier that Horizon Forbidden West is coming out here in about a week, but the hype just keeps building. Aloy, if you're a Twitter kind of person, uh, she now has her own Twitter emoji. So I don't know how these things happen or how these things get made. But uh, for those who don't know, Forbidden West is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. It's coming out 2.18. Speaking of Horizon, Jake, it's been revealed that gyroscopic aiming will be an option in this game. So I don't know if you played Golden Abyss on the Vita, but you could move the Vita and you could aim the crosshairs very specifically. So if you can do that with the controller, I'm actually a little interested in this because the only other time I've ever used it was in Golden Abyss, Uncharted Golden Abyss on Vita, and I actually kind of liked it, if I'm being honest. I didn't but hate that it. was partially I feel like that was partially because the aiming on those tiny thumbsticks was fucking hard. 
So having the gyroscopics helped. Yeah. Whereas, like, with this, you're using a dual sense. The fucking control should be pretty good. I don't know why yeah. you would need to. Well, it's an honestly, accessibility like, option, I would imagine. Yeah, I'd be curious to try it. I mean, if you if you suck at fucking first-person shooters, this is a great thing for you. Because you could literally just wave the fucking controller until it gets to where you want it. Yeah. As opposed to using your, you know, wooden thumbs trying to get it to where you want it to be. I could mm-hmm. totally get that. That's actually pretty cool accessibility mm-hmm. option. I don't know. I might try it out, but I have a hard time believing that I'm going to want to use it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try it. And obviously, it's optional. Um, it's not going to be mandatory. But uh, let's move forward a little bit with some Call of Duty news. So uh, we announced at the last uh, podcast, or episode 207, that Call of Duty is, uh, we're getting a new one this year. Activision announced it, and it wasn't really a surprise. We didn't talk much about it. But for fans of Call of Duty's Warzone, they've announced that there is a new Warzone experience in the works alongside the new iteration of the new game coming out later this year. And I know that Warzone is free. And there's nothing on here about whether or not this new iteration is going to be free, if it's a new map, or what they're doing. But Warzone is hanging on pretty tight, and uh, I know people were playing it out there. And I enjoyed it when I was playing it. It was actually really fun. But I don't know. I, I think they're all in on Warzone. I don't think it's going away anytime soon. So, Yeah, I don't think... I mean, Warzone's going to be around for a long time, I think. So, I mean, it's it's just I it's, I feel like it's the Fortnite. It's here to stay. So mm. you know, and that might even it could even be that after, uh, after next year or whatever, Warzone might be the only Call of Duty on PlayStation. So it's pretty interesting. So hopefully, it's a good thing that they are updating. Yeah, and it's funny that you actually mentioned Fortnite because this wasn't on my news point, but I'm going to bring it up. Uh, Nathan Drake and Chloe Frazier are going to be joining the world of fucking Fortnite. And does anyone who listens to our show, do, do any of you play Fortnite? But it's interesting. It's all kids. I mean, it's it's I mean, there there are adults that play it. I shouldn't say I shouldn't generalize, but mm-hmm. it's not a game that like hardcore gamers play. So, the people that listen to our show are not casual gamers, I wouldn't think. Maybe there are some, you know, yeah. but you know, there's nobody Anybody whose two games they play a year are Call of Duty and Madden or they play Fortnite, mm-hmm. like they're they're not going to care that we're talking about fucking censorship on PlayStation. And, right. Like they don't care. You know what I mean? So so I would say that it's unlikely that anyone that listens to our podcast plays Fortnite unless they have a kid or something really? and they play with them or or something, you know, but uh yeah, Fortnite's weird. I, I don't really get it. I think this has a lot to do with the fact that Sony owns part of Epic now. Yeah. So there's a lot of partnerships going on there. I remember Kratos was in there a while ago and stuff. So let me it's uh, Yeah, let me pick your brain about this. I, I know what you're saying. And we're getting the traditional Nathan Drake and Chloe Frazier. It looks like him, but it looks like they've been Fortniteified. But they also are offering the Tom Holland Nathan Drake. And so movie cross promo and the whoever plays Chloe Frazier, if you go to Push Square, you can look at what they look like in video game form. And I will be honest, Tom Holland looks way more like Nathan Drake in Fortnite than he does in the movie. Um, Because if you look at him here, they've put a few inches on him. No offense to Tom. And uh, he looks a little more uh, confident or something. He looks pretty good. 
in yeah. this. Are you looking at it? No, I I didn't pull it up. Yeah, he looks good. Tom Holland looks good as Nathan Drake in the picture of him in Fortnite, which is really fucking three times removed from the original thing. But pull up that news point and just scroll down and look at the Tom Holland skin. It looks good, actually. I'm actually surprised. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it looks like Tom Holland. It's it's interesting. But, I mean, if you look at Nathan Drake, if, if you had to pick one, I would I would take the Tom Holland over the Nathan Drake Fortnite skin, if I'm being honest. And I love Nathan Drake. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I agree with Maybe you. Maybe it's the clothes. But I, I, but I do think that it's a, it's a good... Representation. Good representation. I don't really like the movie version of Chloe Frazier. No, but. it didn't really ring with me either. And, and hey, you know... Someone had posted on Twitter that, uh, you know, the early screenings of the Uncharted movie are are kind of like Metacritic has it at 40% from critics. And, you know, some people are like, this movie doesn't know who its audience is, video gamers or regular moviegoers. And, you know, it's all just a big green screen action film, you know, popcorn film. There's not a whole lot of substance to it. And it's like, what the fuck do you want from this? Like, you know, so I posted on something and I said, no, 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 no. We'll be the arbiters of whether this, this movie is any good or not. You know, just wait till we watch it, you know, because like, honestly, I really don't care what critics think and I'm going to give it a chance. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be bad, but like... I don't know if it's going to be I, bad. I think it's going to be a fine movie, because I went through this I'm with sure G.I. Joe. I'm sure it's going to be... It's, it's going to be bad, but it might be fun. There's a, there's a, there are tons of movies that are bad, but are fun and fun to watch. So... I bet it's, you it's good. I bet you it's good, but no. I bet you it's not just uncharted. like just like you bet every fucking GI Joe game is going to be good. Just like you <laughs> bet the fucking like, like you think the GI Joe movies are good, they're mm. not. Mm-mm. They're fun. They're, they're not, not good. good. Movies. The latest Snake Eyes movie was okay, but yeah. it's in the right direction, right? But so I I could see this movie being fun and being enjoyable to watch. Would you call it but bad? But it's going to be a bad Uncharted movie. Sure, I, I'll, I'll I'll agree with that. I don't think it's going to be a good Uncharted movie. I think it's going to be a good movie. Good enough movie, right? I I don't think I'm going to watch it and be like, God, what a waste of fucking time. It's got Tom Holland and what's-his-face in it. They're going to be – it's going to be fun. Are they going to be good representations of Nathan Drake and Sully and Chloe and all these people we know and love? Probably not. Probably not because it's big business and movie theaters get involved. But I don't think the movie is going to be bad. And I think people going into it are going in with a bias, and the critics are going in saying, oh, there's a fucking video game movie. You know, let's shit on it. I bet you it's going to be a fine movie, but I don't think it's going to live up to any of the expectations that the gamers want it to be. That's my opinion. We'll see. I haven't watched yeah, it Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I, hope, I hope it's okay. Uh, I just – I don't understand what they were doing when they made this movie. Yeah. So I – to me, it's like it was in developmental you know, hell, man. This movie, it's gonna be probably, it's probably gonna be bad. But I hope. But the only thing that's gonna make it quote unquote a good movie mm. is that it's gonna have good presentation because it's AAA actors, yeah. AAA budget, AAA everything. It'll have that. So it's sure. gonna have it's gonna have good presentation, but it's probably not gonna be it's like gonna lack the heart of Uncharted. It's not going to have like heart. It's not going to be like a, a. I would argue that it's probably even not a well written movie. So like, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to have to find out. I, 
I'm I'm falling into the trap of judging something before I yes, see it. You are. I, I do want to watch it. I'll be fair. I do want to watch it, but I'm definitely not going to the fucking movie theater to watch it. I can tell you that right now. Interesting. All right. Well, fair enough. Let's keep moving forward, Jake. I have a birthday party to be at today. So surely is a sign of the upcoming PlayStation Plus stuff. Sony has been working on the latest firmware update for PS5. At least the beta version at this point is locking down the PS Plus logo slash icon to the beginning of the home screen for users who have been able to try out the latest update to the firmware. So it's the beta firmware version. People sign up for it. They get it. And now the word is out that in, on that home screen where icons shift around depending on what you've used most recently, it is essentially locking that PS Plus logo at the very beginning, at the forefront of your of your things to select, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it's doing other shit than just that, but that's kind of interesting. And I don't really care because I can't control where those things are to begin with. I wish I had some sense. I wish I could control where those icons are, but you can't. It just kind of picks it for you. I yeah I I don't know I I turned on my PS4 five for the first time and that's the way that it's been since I've turned it on I turn basically what I do is I turn on the console for the first time turn off all the fucking menu music because it's stu- super annoying and then that's the way it stays forever <laughs> so whatever it is I just get used to it and that's what it is you know I, I I like even on PS4 like I never made folders I never did any of that stuff mm. I just Deleted games I wasn't playing. Oh, I had folders. And the ones that I were playing were just on the fucking screen and I could get them. I was into the folders, man. I, I had all my shit organized. Like first-person shooters, like fucking, you know, VR games, PSN games. It was nice to have them all broken down. But anyways, we're going to skip the next news bulletin because we're going we're gonna to bring it back in on the one below it. So PlayStation rolled out a new video. It's like a two-and-a-half-minute video. What it did was it started showcasing... Seven new indie games coming to the PlayStation. And the games, or you can watch the video over on the PlayStation blog or on the YouTube channel, but the games uh, are as follows. This one's going to be exciting, folks, if you played the first one because it was good. But Moss Book 2 for PSVR is, uh, we've got a little bit of a snippet of that, some trailer. So it's coming out. There's a game called Animal Well on PS5, indie game. Now, TMNT Shredder's Revenge on PS4. It's finally confirmed this is a beat-em-up kind of game akin to the old uh, Ninja Turtles in Time, whatever game that was, or Manhattan, whatever. I forget the game it was. The big arcade game that I loved. I remember what it was called. But anyways, it's been confirmed. It's being released on PS4. It was expected to be released on uh, PS4, but .emu, .dotemu, whatever. I can never say it. They confirmed this in their latest trailer showing off some Master Splinter. So this game actually looks really cool. I don't know what the release date is on it, but it looks cool. There's a first-person shooter called Post Void. It's coming out on PS4 and PS5. Now, Jake, if you see any of the video of this, it's super colorful and loud. Like, not loud audibly, but visually. And it's really interesting. Oh, yeah. Have you ever... Have you you never seen this game before? No, it looks It's crazy. been out on PC for a while. It's fucking bananas. I've watched a bunch of gameplay on it a while yeah, ago. it looks nuts. And it's it's bananas mm. yeah that uh that animal well game looks cool too i love games that are like primitive pixel art but they have really fluid and like intense animations yeah. to them like N- narita boy was it uh 
was a game recently I played that was like that, mm-hmm. where it's like super primitive pixel art, but like the animations, it's 60 frames and the Smooth animations are just really intense. It's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if the game's cool, but I like the art It style. looks good. Yeah. So, and then they, they revealed some info on Salt and Sacrifice, which is the follow-up, I believe, to Salt and Sanctuary. And there's going to be some mm-hmm. PVP in that. That has a May 10th release date. And then there's a uh, kind of like looks like a platformer called Samurai Gun 2 coming out on PS5. And then lastly, they showed a little clip of Hello Neighbor 2 coming out on PS4 and PS5. And again, like I said, you can watch all these little clips and videos. Find out more about them on the PlayStation blog or on the PlayStation YouTube channel. Kind of nice to see a breath of fresh air, like a slew of indie games coming that Sony's getting behind and promoting. So... I don't know. Or any of these, like the TMNT Shredder's Revenge stands out. Moss Book 2 stands out to me. Like you said, Animal Well looks good. Post Void, like you said, looks crazy. I don't think I'm going to do it. I got Salt and Sanctuary and I never beat it. So I probably won't play Salt and Sacrifice. And uh, Samurai Gun didn't look up my alley in Hello Neighbor 2. I haven't even played the first one. So I think the first three that I mentioned are probably on my list of things I'd like to look at. I didn't play the first Moss. I really want to play it. It's great. Um, Animal Well, like I said, looks cool. Shredder's Revenge looks fucking dope. Yeah. Uh, Post Void looks awesome. I don't know. <laughs> Post Void is one of those games that I would definitely pick up on sale because it looks really great. But it's 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 like got it's got roguelike kind of tendencies to it where like you die and you have to start over at the very beginning of the game and you try and get farther mm-hmm. and farther and farther into <laughs> it like without like letting your health drain and stuff it's it's really really bizarre but it's like do you remember uh the art style reminds me of like it's like soup a lot of yellows and reds it's really loud but like but like the character designs remind me of almost um do you remember, like, from a while ago, there was that art that was, like, the the rat rods? It was, like, the fucking rat driving the hot rod. Do yeah. you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. It, it almost kind of reminds me of that. Like, just super wild. Like mad balls or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's crazy. It looks, it's awesome, though. Yeah, it looks cool. Well, anyway, so, yeah, they're, they're uh, kind of championing some, some indie games coming out. So... Real quick, and we don't do this often on the show, but I want to go over the top 10 downloads on the U.S. PlayStation Network. This is on the Sony blog. Coming in at number 10 is Mortal Kombat 11. These Mortal Kombat games are really good. There's no surprise to me that it's on there. Nine is FIFA 22. Eight is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Seven is the latest Call of Duty game, Call of Duty Vanguard. Six is... Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction. Five is Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Four is Madden 22. Three is NBA 2022. Uh, Number two is Among Us, which is crazy. It's still getting this much attention. And number one is Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales on the PlayStation Network. That is, these are PS5 games. These are the top downloaded? PS5 games, yeah. PS5 games. Um, Dude, the, so so what's crazy about this is that um, so Jedi Fallen Order being at number eight is kind of wild because that game came out a long time ago. Uh, 
Rainbow Six Extraction, I never even thought that game was going to survive the day it came out. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, people must like it if it's the sixth most downloaded game of the year. Mm. Um, can't talk about Five Nights at Freddy's, Madden, NBA, okay. Among Us is pretty impressive considering it came out like three months ago. Um, for PlayStation, it came out like yeah. three months ago. And these are PS5 downloads, not PS4 downloads. So Correct. And Miles Morales kind of makes sense because that's like that's been like almost the flagship PS5, PS5 game. game. Yeah, for sure. Do we want to go over the PS4 games that are the top downloads or no for last month? I don't know that we really need to. It's all shit people people know. Well, I'm happy Madden, to see Witcher Three Wild NBA, Hunt at number six. <laughs> the Witcher, Minecraft, Grand Theft Call Auto Five. Yeah, so. It is. It is what it is. And the top VSR, PSVR games, which is interesting. I'd like to know the actual numbers of how many downloads these were. They won't give you that. But Beat Saber number one, and then a number ten is Drunken Bar Fight. But Astrobot Rescue Mission number nine. That game is fantastic, and I'd be surprised if that game hasn't been on this list since it's been released. And uh, well, yeah. it's one and two, one and two, one, two, and three are always Beat Saber, Job Simulator, and Creed. Mm-hmm. So, and Super Hot VR is always in the top five. Mm-hmm. Rick and Morty is always in the top ten. So, like these games never change. So, I'll be curious to see how this list changes up when the new VR headset comes out. Yeah, yeah, it'll be curious. It will be curious. Well, Jacob, let's talk about new games coming out on the PSN. For PlayStation. Like I said, I got a birthday party that I'm running late to. Forgot about. I apologize if you're listening. I know you're not. But I do do feel bad about it. But anyways, new games coming out this week on the PlayStation Network and have already been released. February 8th, Ollie Ollie World on PS5, PS4. Sifu on PS5, PS4. February 10th, we have quite a bit of games that got put out. Uh, Breakout Recharged. Edge of Eternity, El Gancho, Kung Fu Kickball, Nape Retroverse Collection, Power Slave Exhumed. What a crazy name. Rise of the Sword Power, Sword of mm. El Pisa, and then Unbound Worlds Apart, and finally Zombie Hill Racing. So I I don't I never played the first Ollie Ollie, mm-hmm. but Ollie Ollie World, I've seen some it looks footage rad. of it. It looks awesome. I, <laughs> it looks really fun. It looks really cool. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I wish, I wish I had uh, more time in my life to play these games. Yeah. But with that being said, we uh, I, I'm not apologizing for a shorter episode. There wasn't a whole lot of news. If you want to hear Jake and I ramble on, go listen to the Mass Effect discussion podcast. It per near an hour and forty minutes was talking about Mass Effect One, which is awesome because we've been promising that was going to be coming out for a while. Thanks again for tuning in this week to our podcast. We will be back next week with episode 110, I believe. 210. My God. I don't want to cut us short 100 episodes. 210 will be next week. But, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Be safe out there. Keep warm. And uh, have a great Valentine's Day if you celebrate that kind of thing. If you don't, then you're uh, in my camp. But uh, if you do, enjoy it. So... Thanks for tuning in to episode 209 of PS. This is awesome. Make sure to subscribe to the channel everywhere you can find it. Tell your friends about it. We're the greatest podcast alive. Anyways, like Raymond, Rec Room, and Relayer. P.
P.S. P.S. This is awesome. This is awesome.